So you're a dentist, eh? You're in the right place. This is the Canadian Dentist Podcast with Dr. Carlo Biasucci, where you'll get a truly Canadian approach to building a low-stress, highly profitable practice and live life on your terms. Learn more at TheElitePractice.com. The following is an excerpt from a recent members-only Q&A session. Welcome, Elite Practice family, to our Q&A for second quarter. This is uh, 2022 April right now, so we've got a whole series of questions. As usual, Christine and Era and the rest of our team have put together a bunch of questions. I have no idea what they are going in, which always makes this interesting. Um, but we have, uh, I think, how many questions do you have today? We have 12 questions. 12 questions. So we've got 12 questions to go through. And um, yeah, let's let's start from the top. We'll work through them. Again, just as a reminder, if you have questions that specifically you want me to tackle in a Q&A, just send them to us. Send them to anyone on our team and we'll compile them. And as we do our Q&As on a regular basis, we'll be sure and answer that question. So over to you, Christine. Let's take it away with question number one. What have you got? Excellent. This is a two-part question. So oh, I, I should mention, <laughs> let me interrupt you one more time. Sure. <laughs> uh, these questions do come in from you guys. So these are not questions that we make up. These are questions that um, we get through the course of working with our members and, uh, you know, they're, they're ones that have been asked at least more than once. So, you know, if, if we're getting two, three, four times, uh, they definitely make it on the list. The oddball ones we don't typically put on the list. So these are questions that you guys are asking. So hopefully you find these helpful. Excellent. All right. So the team feels that they should be told the inner runnings of the business. So Part one is what should the doctor need to tell the team? Like what's important for the team to know? And then what should the doctor not need to tell the team? Like what should the team not worry about basically? And that's a really good question actually. So this, this takes me right back to the leadership workshop that we just did. <clears throat> and specifically, if I'm a, a team member and I feel at any point like there's something going on, almost in air quotes, that I don't know about, which causes me to not trust the leadership team, the owner, or anything like that, then I'm going to start having these doubts, right? And when you plant a seed of doubt, it grows very quickly. It usually leads immediately to gossip. And if unchecked, will lead to turnover. And we don't want that. So what do you need to tell the team? Well, again, let me just start from a leadership perspective. This is, this is a really long answer to a question, I think, if, if we're going to get it right. Uh, you need to understand the back story to this. So I could just tell you, you should tell your team this, this, and this, and don't tell them this, this, and this, but that's not really going to help. You need to understand the mindset, right? It really does come down to the mindset. So from a leadership perspective, again, you know, in a leadership workshop, and if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you you go and queue that up and watch it because we talked about uh, specifically Maxwell's uh, five levels of leadership, but that the mindset, more importantly than the specific levels, the mindset that we have to start from a base position with our members, with our, our team members of at least like establishing trust. You can't even assume that you have trust when you hire someone. They don't know you. Like when you have a new hire, you're starting from the ground floor. You're starting from zero with that person. They don't know you. They may not even like you. They, they're just giving you a chance and you're giving them a chance. You have to get to, like if you think about it, how do I trust someone? How do I get to trust someone? <clears throat> well, let's spend time with them right? I mean, really bottom line is you have to spend time getting to know them. If I want to get to know someone and they don't tell me anything about themselves, about what they do, about like picture you just, you know, you, you meet someone at a, an event and 
you know, you ask questions and you get one word answers. Like, do you trust that person? Well, there's something weird. There's something wrong here. So if you have this, and again, I'm speaking exclusively thinking back to myself early on in practice ownership. Okay. And I self-admittedly was a horrible leader then because I used to have this wall that I put up with, with people like work was work and family and personal was personal. And I didn't, you know, it's not anybody's business. You know what? You have to watch those things because that makes you untrustable, right? People don't want to, they don't feel like there's some connection there because you give them nothing to connect with. So you have to be willing to bring people into your world to a degree. Now, when it comes to uh, trusting you, well, they need to, you need to have some kind of relationship with them. It doesn't mean you need to be friends outside of work and you need to like go drinking and stuff. No, I don't, I don't recommend that. I mean, again, just go back to the leadership workshop. Doing stuff together as a team is really important to build trust, but it's just spending time together and, and it doesn't have to be on a very frequent basis, it just has to be. That's one side of it. The most important part of this is really what you do every day is do you spend a minute here, a minute there, you know, chatting with the person? If I have an assistant that I'm working with all day, do we spend the entire day just head down working on what we're doing and not really talking much? Or do we spend the day like having fun with it, right? There's a big difference between the relationship that you'll have with the person if you spend time trying to actually like be friendly with them, let them in a little, you know, have some vulnerability with people they will then trust you. This brings us back now to the team and what do I do? What do I tell them and such? So if my team needs certain things in order to trust me, then I have to give them those things. One of those things is enough information to do the job at a basic level. But people are naturally curious, right? Like the human mind is not like, we're not robots. I can't just say, okay, well, here's what you need to know specifically. Nothing more, nothing less. Go do this. That's great. But if you don't, like we talk about delegation, right? We talk about setting this great framework out for a person. And a lot of that's just painting a picture of what you're trying to accomplish. Yes, there's specific goals attached to it, specific action items, specific things that it needs to look like when it's done. We have accountability to say it shortly, but we also need to have this, you have to engage a person, you have to engage their heart. And you can't do that by just, putting them in a little box and saying, here's what you'll do. And here's exactly what you need. You have to give them more like, uh, the, let's just come up with an example now. So I have a, you know, let's say my clinical team and I tell them that we're doing this new thing, but I don't tell them why this new thing, how it fits into the whole. I, they don't understand the vision. We don't understand the mission of the business. They don't understand like why we do what we do besides getting paid for it right? You're at that point with people, you have a very shallow relationship. There's no, like I say, they don't have anything to hold on to besides a paycheck. So you're at such a low level with people. Beyond that is when you can engage a person at a point where they are now, you know, their heart is in it, they care because we not only will do these, this new procedure and help people, but we'll also be able to do so many good things in the community. We also have this vision of doing this grand thing. And we also all get together with the same mindset. And because we are doing this together, look at what we've done. And that pulls people together. So now specifically, what do you tell them? What do you not tell them? I don't think there's much that you need to hide in the business. Like I didn't hide anything. I didn't because quite honestly, you know, and especially the bigger the practice, the more you're taking in, in a gross revenue, 
a number, the more it's relevant to tell people, look, I mean, we, we took an X million dollars last year, but I didn't like put it all in the bank and, you know, go buy a big fancy house and take a vacation. Like, no, it, like most of that goes to pay you, to pay supplies, to this and that. And the other thing, people understand that it 70 cents on the dollar goes out in expenses right now. Then they get their heads around that, right? And they understand, well, gee, you know, if that's true and we still do all these cool things, see, this comes back to you as a leader, right? Like this question I can guarantee, and I don't know who asked it. I don't know where it's coming from specifically because again, you guys don't tell me, I don't want to know, but I can guarantee that there is a, a leadership issue and it starts at the top for sure. Because those questions don't come up if there's a really solid leadership in place. And it always starts at the top. It always starts with the doctor. It's not just the leadership team's problem. It's everybody's problem. It's everybody's issue to deal with, right? So if I don't feel like my team is connected to me, then they're going to get, then suspicions arise, right? If people think I'm doing something nefarious or I'm thinking, maybe that's not, not, not true, but maybe they just don't understand you know, what's going on, it can lead to distrust. And I've seen that many times, like the leadership team meets in secret and they don't talk about it with anybody else. And it's like some big thing. And it's like this click that becomes, that's not a leadership team. That's a gossip session. Like that's not what a leadership team is supposed to do, right? It's open source. It's here's what we talked about. Share it with the whole team. Here's where we are as a team. Okay. If you're dealing with something from a HR perspective, don't share that with the team. Okay. So I'm getting into specifics now, right? What do you need to share with the team? I think everything except HR stuff, right? If, if you have a leadership discussion or you and your office manager talk about an HR issue, I don't think I would share that with anybody, but the person needs to hear it, right? That's a, that's a closed door conversation. But everything else, really, why, what are you hiding, right? Like I didn't hide pretty well any numbers because I had my team run the numbers and I highly recommend that's how it happens. Now, specifically, when it comes to that like bottom line profit number, the accounting side of it, no, I didn't give that to everybody just willy-nilly. It wasn't necessary, but it also wasn't necessary for them to trust me to do their job, etc. I shared enough data that I believe, and I believe that because of what I saw in action, that people trusted me. And so that's what I recommend that you share. Basically, everything that you're comfortable sharing and I don't think there's, you know, if you want to draw a line somewhere, the budget sheet that we teach you guys to do, maybe you keep that to yourself because you have your accountant run that anyway, or your bookkeeper. And it, it really just is a, it's between you and your accountant anyway. So I don't think I would share that openly. You don't need to. I, there's no harm in it though. I don't think it hurts anything. Like unless you really are, you know, like what would you be hiding except that you're making too much money, you know? And if that's the case, all you have to do is just not be cheap, right? And, and I'm going to pick at people right now who are cheap because all the way along, we have pegged about 10% of net profit for charity, okay? This is something that, you know, I'm not alone in the studio, right? So Christine, Eris here, you guys can, can testify if I'm BSing, call me on it. But we've always pegged 10% for charitable things, for big community initiatives, for being present in the community, we wanted to make, well, our mission has always been to change the face of dentistry. By the way, it's still that same mission. We're just doing it differently now. And we did. We changed the face of dentistry in our community. We created an engagement with the, the 
the community and the dental profession in a way that hadn't been done here before. And quite honestly, hasn't been done since, you know, since, since we sold the practice and, you know, I haven't been actively involved in it. That's, I, I don't think anyone's really picked up the slack there, which is sad. But again, it's really easy for your team to understand <clears throat> that you're making a lot of money, but you're also giving a lot more than anybody else is, probably even combined. Okay. So, you know, for us, it was like, I don't know, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, which is, I know it sounds like a lot and I'm not expecting, I'm not you know saying that that's a number you need to, to hit, but you know, consider what are you doing? What's your community impact? Because by the way, that goes a long, long way towards your team trusting you, towards your team having their heart in the game and understanding that what you're doing has more to, there's more to it than just, we do this to collect a paycheck because that leads to, I mean, if you want retention, you're not going to get it that way. There's no chance. You have to engage people. And this might be another question, so I won't get into that, but I'll leave it at that. I think I've talked enough about that one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Canadian Dentist Podcast. If you want to know how Dr. Biasucci tripled his practice in three years and cut his work week in half, request your free information kit at theelitepractice.com.